Hey, real quick, I just wanted you to know that you do not have to watch Married at First Sight to get into these episodes, okay? So here's the secret. I use Mavs, Married at First Sight, as a launch pad to have deeper discussion about the behaviors that we are seeing with these people. And honestly, there's a character on Mavs this season. Her name is Jasmine. I'm like, I am her. She is me. Okay. Especially before I did all of the work. So it is a chance to have a deeper discussion about behaviors and not for nothing. Me and my guests may talk about how we don't believe these people belong together or that they will stay married. The reality is I actually understand why they are having these behaviors. And it's just interesting to watch because it's like you're having these behaviors and you can't um, move the relationship along because you actually haven't done any work. In my opinion, right? I don't know these people, but that is what I'm seeing, especially because I can say, oh, yeah, I used to be that way before I did the work. And there's a lot of things that I still do that I feel like I will not be able to heal until I am in a serious relationship. There's just things that I believe that I won't be able to work through until I'm working through it in real time when I'm in a relationship. So I just wanted you to know that. And also the title of this episode is my favorite discussion that we had, right? And we actually have that discussion. So it's not just all about married at first sight and these couples. I go deeper with the behaviors. And so what I did for you is I timestamped all of the, the discussions that we have. So all you have to do is look in the show notes and you will see the timestamps. So you know, oh, okay, that particular discussion is coming up. So I don't know if you like to skip around in podcasts or not, but that is why I did that. So, you know, this isn't just going to be about, will these couples stay married or will they not? And we don't like these couples together or whatever. I mean, we talk about that too. But again, we take those behaviors that we're watching and we go deeper. All right, let's get into the episode. I was the girl who was like, yeah, N-words ain't ish. That attitude of y'all just can't get it together. And then when I would find a guy that I deemed was worth it, I put him on the pedestal. Your life hasn't started yet. Where's your husband? Like what you're wasting time. You have wasted 38 years of your life and you don't have a MRS degree. For me, I felt like that was put on me. Welcome to season three of Single You, the podcast. That is what your ears have tuned into, okay? My name is Rika. I am your host and I am a certified life and success coach. That is the hat that I use to execute this podcast. But with that said, girl, I am no expert. Mm-mm. While I do take this seriously and I do move with intention, I'm not the expert. I speak through my lens as a single black woman with no kids who's been through some things. Okay. So welcome to season three. Now, the first two seasons of Single You have been about the journey into a toxic, abusive relationship, whether that been spiritually, financially, physically, or emotionally. And then the journey out and into healing. We've heard many stories, even my own stories, and they served a specific purpose. And those shows will always be here on this platform. But now it's time to pivot. It's 2023. I want to go on a journey of proving that a marriage can be healthy. People can 
and be happy in a monogamous relationship. It just all depends on the truth we tell ourselves and the work that we do. I speak to the black woman of faith who desires marriage, who wants to date with intention. That's who I'm talking to. When I'm speaking, that is who I'm envisioning in my mind. Now, if you don't fit into that box and you think that I'm speaking to you, welcome to Single You, the podcast. Don't turn it off. Welcome. Okay, here we go. Let's get into the episode. Okay, so let's get into Married at First Sight. And my guest today is Dr. T, <laughs> Dr. Tayari. Um, this is your second time on Single You, the podcast. So I appreciate you wanting to do this series of conversations with me. So thank you very much. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yay. And the commentary that we've been having via text. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this was a good idea. This is good. Yes, okay. yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so just for the listener, so you're aware. Yeah. Um, obviously, my, my uh, podcast is for Black women, Black women of faith, Black women who desire um, to be um, intentional about dating, uh, Black women who desire marriage. So that is who we are going to be talking to. So just so you know, as a listener. Um, as we move along in the season 16 of Married at First Sight, um, we'll go uh, episodes by episode. So in this conversation, we're going to be discussing episodes mm -hmm. one and two. And we're only going to be discussing the black couples. <laughs> now, I never lived up as a white woman or a Hispanic, <laughs> they have a Hispanic woman on the show now, too. I've never lived those as those women. So I don't want to I feel like our lived experience we can speak on a little bit better <laughs> plus right. i just you know love black couples and we are going to include um uh dominique and mckinley because dominique is a black woman she was raised by a black woman um i believe she identifies as one so we'll speak on her as well so before we get to that though um did you watch the conversation that lala anthony had with the boys of the the breakfast club yes yeah Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And, and, and the reason why I watched it is because the headline came out um, and the headline is, and, I, and listen, I've, I've been in radio and I know why they do this. They want to stir up conversation. This is why they do it. This is why the headline is the headline. So it is what it is. I don't know Lala Anthony personally, but <laughs> her comment of most married people that I know are miserable. Mm. Marriage is no longer the goal for a lot of people. These are her comments um, in a, in about a 20, 30 minute conversation. So again, we don't know Lala Anthony personally, but I would love to know what you think. Yeah. About that comment. Yeah. That Man, <laughs> you know, I'm so glad that we're kind of like starting here. Uh, I love Lala Anthony. You know, I feel like she's done a lot for the culture. Um, but, you know, I think it was a severe overgeneralization of what is happening uh, within the culture right now. I mean, <sighs> dating apps, couples, romance, those kinds of things, you know, is a big, huge money-making uh, industry. I mean, the, the thought of marriage, the picture of marriage is so marketable. And I don't think anything about that has changed because culturally, I think that most people still really, really aspire to be married. And I think it's unfortunate 
that uh, when we see people project their own personal experiences onto an entire group of people, right? To say, I just don't think that people, that marriage is a, lo is a goal for a lot of people anymore. Um, do I think that people are waiting longer or and later in life to get married? People are making sure that they've done all the things they want to do first prior to committing. Do I think that what marriage means to people now is maybe different from what it um, meant before? Yes. Do I think that people value stability um, first, they're prioritizing stability um, over making the decision to get married. Yes. But to say that people no longer want to be married anymore, I, I think it's a major miss. And I hate that her circle or the people that she used to kind of come to that place have shown her such a negative picture of marriage that she would make such a strong assumption. But I definitely think it's a miss. Yeah. And I... <clears throat> I, I know how radio is because, I, again, I was in radio and this is one of the reasons that I kind of got out of radio as well mm. is because we're not allowed to have a full opinion in radio. It's like you have to say one thing right. that gets people to listen and blah, 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 yeah. because yeah. I wish she would have just said, listen, I don't desire marriage anymore. Yes. Because of what I went through in my marriage. I don't yeah. really desire. I was miserable or what have you. The mm -hmm. people around that I see I you know she could even have said the marriages my circle besides mm -hmm. era their misery yeah. have you yeah. say that because I'm like somebody who's 22 hearing this and if this is the only discussion and conversations that they are um hearing then yeah of course why would they want marriage because the older generation is telling them yes. people are miserable so don't get married yeah. Yeah. I mean, if projection was a person, okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. On this day, in this moment, she would have been it. Yeah. And I think it's just really unfair. I think it kind of cheats those younger people, like you said, who are more uh, easily influenced and more impressionable. It discourages them out of something that is absolutely beautiful, something that was created to bless their lives, not to make them miserable. I mean, there are a lot of people who have done marriage right, who do marriage well, who continue to do marriage well. There are generations of people who have really mastered what it is to have an amazing marriage. And I just don't think, I mean, even me as a divorced woman, you can't say to other people that I don't think it's it's no longer a goal for other people anymore because, you know, perhaps your own marriage was not what you wanted it to be or because it failed. So I, I don't like it. I, I really hated that she was the person who said this because I really like her. And I know that we've seen publicly as a woman, she's been through a lot as it relates to marriage and her previous marriage. But this was just, it, it just should not have been said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, we as humans, for some reason, especially, and not to say, again, I don't know her, not to say she's not doing the work, but, and I think being on the radio show had something to do with it, but I just, just wish, I just um, noticed that people who aren't doing the work generalize quicker mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than explaining why they have come to their opinion for their life. Yeah. So, um. And so just for you listening, um, Tayari obviously has been on the show before, so I'll link that in the show notes. So um, where are you? Because you mentioned you're uh, divorced. Yeah. And I know I've asked you this before, but I would just love to hear on today as we're recording. What is it? June 27th, June, Lord, January. Lord, January. Whoa. <laughs> Girl, June has been on my mind because my birthday is in June and I'm like, I'm about to be 48. But anyway, okay. so, January 27th. 
2023. Where do you lie on the thoughts of marriage? Do you or you personally want to be married again? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think that marriage is a gift. I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, Just because I was married and my marriage did not um, give me the results that I had hoped for just because it ended in divorce, it did not discourage me. And I went through some really hard things also. Um, And, you know, some things that, you know, any woman would hope to never have to go through. Um, However, it did not take away from me the value that marriage brings to a person's life. I think it is about making sure that we partner correctly um, and that our expectations are realistic, that we know how to show up for another person. Marriage requires you to be selfless. So you can't be with someone who doesn't know how to be selfless or give or make the necessary sacrifices to make sure that it works. Um, and so I just think that there was, there's so many other things to consider when making that decision. I don't think you should limit it to another person's experience. That's like the worst thing you can do because no two marriages are, are the same. And then I also think that people really do cheat themselves, um, out of something that was designed, created, intended to really, really be a good thing. Now, for some people, marriage is just not for them. And I totally respect that. You know, you got to be self-aware. You got to know know thyself. But for those people who desire marriage, I really hope that comments like this and other people's negative experiences, even my own, don't discourage them from wanting to be right. married. Right, exactly. And I'm in the same boat as you are. And listen, I come from two sets of grandparents who were married till death do us part. Yeah. My parents who are married and seemingly till death do us part because they're almost 40 years in. Wow. Um, and I can say that being the granddaughter and the child, I believe they were happy. Yeah. I, I don't, there was none of this drag out, blow out fighting. There was this, none of these, um, well, your dad did this and your grandpa did this and your grandma, this, there was none of the, I didn't really have a lot of drama mm-hmm. uh, in my family. Drama more so came from the outside element, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, less on the inside element. You know, not yeah. to say that I didn't see my dad get on my mom's nerves and then, mm-hmm. you know, and my dad is very funny. So then he apologizes in a funny way and she laughs and then, you know, they move on. Their mm-hmm. communication style that I saw was beautiful. Yeah. And, I do desire that, you know, and I'm, I was very proud of myself going through what I went through to come out on this side of it being like, and yeah, that was trash. Yeah. I, I still want yeah. to love me a black man. I still yeah. want to be cuddled. I still want to have fun. I still, you know what I mean? I, I love mm-hmm. that about me. Mm-hmm. So, okay. <laughs> so now we'll move on to um, Married at First Sight. Oh, um, and all of these other dating shows. Let's let's talk about the the dating shows that we've been watching since Flavor of Love, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into the three couples we're gonna discuss. Because I am actually not a big reality show watcher. I've yes. never been for some reason. Um, so the love and hip hops of the world, even when Flavor Flav was out, mm-hmm. um, the, the reality shows I was watching were like T and Tamara, like a very yeah. wholesome. Um, I guess that's how I grew up. So it mirrored me more than Mm -hmm. the drama inside of these other reality shows. So why do you think these have been going on for years and years and years? And they're so popular. Oh, man. You know, I think people just really take an interest in other people's lives. (laughs) I think 
People are curious. They they want to see. They want to know the details. People want the tea, honey. They are all in. They are invested and they want to know what's going on. I think that reality TV ultimately is just really good gossip. <laughs> right. Did when you we love gossip at the beginning of time. Yeah, it's just yeah. really it's really good gossip. And that's what it is. And so there's the element of drama, there's the excitement, there's the need to know. And I think that we all just get pulled into it. And so, yeah, I want to know what's going on with the black couples on map, you know, maps or whatever. And um, and that's what happens to us. And then it just becomes addictive because, of course, while we're watching and we get invested in it, we got to know what's happening next. So I don't know. I think that reality TV executives or, or media people, they found something and it's golden and uh, they just continue to give us more of what we want, which is we want the tea. We want to know what is going on with that couple. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I wrote down um, that uh, exactly that. But also now that I'm in having a podcast and I love having conversations about relationships, mm -hmm. I'm like, this actually gives um, me topics because I know that. And we've talked about th this before. TV shapes the way we think about relationships. Yeah. It does. Mm -hmm. But when, especially when you're the 22 year olds and 25, whatever, if you're not talking about what you're watching, I don't think that you're learning anything good from it yeah. unless you sit and kind of dissect what's going on, which is what we're going to do with these couples. Mm -hmm. Because again, where in real life are we having conversations about relationships and how to get in a healthy relationship? Yeah. I don't think that's happening enough in circles with your girlfriends. I think it's mm -hmm. all just, unfortunately, drama. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And not to generalize, yeah. I would just say that is what I witness, um, even with some of my friends, um, especially before all of us were doing all the work. In our 20s, it was all drama. This guy did this. This yeah. guy did that. And this yeah. did And I obviously... I believe that that was at our detriment instead of saying, yes, this has happened, but how can we stop it? Or what do my behaviors with men show me about me? Yeah. Or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that I love that I've discovered in my journey is, like you said, no two relationships are the same. Are the same, yeah. There's not one path to healthiness. And in my 20s, if you would have asked me, well, how do you feel about sleeping in a different room than your husband because he snores or something like, I, you know, I probably would have been like, oh, that means there's something wrong with your marriage. But now that I'm older and I've done a lot of work, it's like, wait, no, I've seen this work for some couples. It, it doesn't work for other couples. Yeah. Um, so that is the, um, I guess, beauty of now seeing all of these relationships. And then yeah. if you talk about it, the beauty yeah. that can come out of it, you learn oh, yeah. I can create the type of relationship I want. So if right. I have to sleep in a different room than my husband, so be it, because I need to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely offers a, a, a lot more exposure. Yeah. 
whole lot of education. Sometimes education that you wish you didn't have, honey. Right. <laughs> I didn't know right. even need to know that this was happening with some people. Right. Right. Um, but it is also, like you said, when you were in your 20s, it's all in how you perceive it. You know, it's all in what you do with that information, what how how it is processed, right? Yeah. And yeah. um, if you even have the capacity to use it to grow from it, or if it's just gonna be more drama for you, something to talk about, gossip about with your girlfriends. So exactly, exactly. Okay, so let's get into it. Maps, right? So we are on this is only my second time watching this show. Um, and I just had this thought, I was like, I feel like I should get a group of my good friends who I <laughs> respect their opinion, who are wise, um, to talk about it, to have commentary. So I have you, I have my friend, um, Cameo as well, who's been on the show a lot and, um, Desandra, who's been on the show a lot as well. So you and I are going to touch on, um, episodes one and two for this episode. Mm -hmm. And Mass has been around for a long time and I'm going to read their little, <laughs> their little blurb that they say their job their goal is to match people the experts use gregarious interviews mm -hmm. <laughs> data collection and social science to match <laughs> people who have said we will marry a stranger we will do this please match me blah 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 yeah so <laughs> yeah in your expert opinion yeah why do you think someone would sign up for this <laughs> sometimes i'm just like the things that they say i'm like you weren't ready i don't you knew it was yeah. like so I, what is the confusion I, I <laughs> you know what okay, okay obviously people have all kinds of reasons why they why they do this. Yeah. But I do think that there are some very consistent things, you know. Um, one of them being that I think that desperation is one. I think that, and, and I don't mean des desperation in a very stigmatized, negative kind of way. I mean desperation in a sense that I've literally tried everything I know to try, everything I know to do, and nothing has worked for me. Why not give this a shot? Why not give this a chance and see what happens with it? That's the one thing. Um, for other people, because we will, and I know we'll get more into this, I think it's just about an opportunity for exposure. Uh, I think it's about being seen. I think it's about growing their following and building their brand. I don't think that they're taking this opportunity seriously at all. They want to be a reality TV star or celeb or influencer, and they're just kind of capitalizing off of this opportunity. But um, for most people, I think they're just incredibly desperate to fill those voids, to deal with that part of themselves that has told them, I'm not good enough, or I'm, I can't do it on my own, or without some kind of professional assistance, I'm not gonna meet my person. So this is what they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And, and and I also want to, I guess, preface this conversation for the listener. We don't know these people. Um, and <laughs> so there's really no judgment. We are just processing and discussing the behaviors that we are seeing on yeah. this show. Um, mm -hmm. And they happen to be through these particular people. Because um, honestly, I wish them all well. If this is yeah. what they truly want and they want love, I hope they find it. But I am very nervous about a few of them. So... Let's get, um, let's talk about Dominique, um, who is the old soul, but she's like 25. Yeah. And <laughs> they matched her with McKinley, the introverted yeah. dreamer, right? So they, mm -hmm. I just 
sticky notes on these this show. And so what is your overall? <laughs> and then we'll get into like some like, okay, when she did this, this was a red flag or not or whatever. But what is your overall opinion of Dominique and McKinley? Because in episodes one, we met them. We kind of learned who they were as individuals, why they signed up. And then yeah. episode two, they actually got married, right? So wait, where was that in episode three? See, now I'm going to be confusing myself. But they at least had the setup. Yeah. Who uh, walked down the aisle. Mm -hmm. So what is your overall thoughts of Dominique and McKinley? Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I think that Dominique's uh, relationship with mom, her enmeshment with mom really shows up in this space. Mm -hmm. And mom is the one who signs her up to do this. And I think she does it and she agrees because that's her best friend and she trusts mom's judgment. Um, but based on what we saw at the bachelorette party and really her attachment to girls night out, not fully seeming to be ready for wife life makes me think that she's going to literally run circles around McKinley and that she is not ready to be a wife. I think mom is ready for her to be a wife. I think she may be yeah. in love with the idea of being a wife, right? But I don't think, I don't see the maturity there or the readiness there to actually live the wife life. Um, and I'm hoping that she's going to prove me wrong. I, I'm hoping she's going to prove us wrong. But from what yeah. I've seen from Dominique so far, 25 and just kind of her mindset, even in the way that she kind of postured and conducted herself at that bachelorette party, honey, she she was she was on the ropes, honey, with, with the stripper guy. So, yeah. And I really don't know anything about McKinley, even with what they told. Nothing about him stands out. He's not memorable. Um, I think she's going to get bored with him because I'm bored with him already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One thing that you said that I wrote down as well is her relationship with her mom. That is her best friend. She said, I talk yeah. to my mom every day. Three times know. a day. Yes. Exactly. Three times a day. My mom signed yeah. me up. And that was a red flag to me too, because your mom is the older generation who's like the greatest goal in life is to get married. And she wants to see you married. But do you actually want to be married? Right. Or what are we doing? Yeah. Because her mention of girls' night outs and I'm gonna miss them and I that's what I want. And and then you're right, the the flirt the flirtiness uh Ooh, honey, honey, honey. I worry, I worry about Ooh. that. Um, so <laughs> do you you mentioned her age again? Um yeah. Do you feel like 25 in this, in, in our society today is today. too young? Mm -hmm. Listen, I think it's always about the person. Them labeling her as the old soul, I mean, I'm not seeing it. She doesn't give old soul to me or old school or whatever. She just doesn't. She gives me very much um, city girl, modern <laughs> I'm still out here having a good time. And I think that the chest shots and the commentary and there's some of the just other things that we witnessed. And again, I think like two or three times girls night out is mentioned and his willingness to allow her to have that. Um, having been a married woman and, and other married women that I know, you know, having a life outside of your spouse is very normal. It's not something that you should have to articulate or make sure you get a clearance unless you plan to be out there conducting yourself in a less than wife-like way. 
So it just keeps coming up. I just have like major concerns there. I think that McKinley is going to be disappointed. I think he's going to find that she has not yet retired her city girl live or like the streets still calling her name. You know, they're it's still calling her. So yeah. Um, yeah. this is a mom, this is a this is another opportunity for her to please mommy. This is a mommy pleasing moment for her. I don't I don't think it's in here. I don't think it's sincere. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely getting the same thing. And I think that they use old soul because she's so attached to her mom. I think they're talking about her mom. I'm like, her mom is a grown woman. This little girl to me is a little girl, very city girl, very like I'm kicking it. But yes. oh yes. shoot, good My time. Yeah. Out, let you hit, oop, turn up. Like that's exactly. what she gives me. <laughs> like, very, very giving that, very giving that. And so, uh, so I wrote some notes on McKinley because I do want, you know, obviously this is who she's marrying. Um, and I know we're, we're definitely focused on the black couples, but you know, she's a black woman and, I, and I'm concerned about this man, yeah. this 34 year old man yeah. that they have matched her with. Yeah. He just moved to um, uh, Nashville. This is where they yeah. are. And he lives with his best friend's parents. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Who wants to be married and came on the show, but you don't even have a place of your own yet. So then where do you two live? Because I feel like she may still live with her mom. I don't know if I got where uh, Dominique lives or not. But if she still lives with her mom and you live with your best friend's parents, once we get married, and I know on the show they give them like, I think they live in whatever apartment the show sets up for a while and then they have to go out on their own. Does that concern you that? Yeah, I have big concerns. They also, he also talks a lot about being like a dreamer. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> once you get past a certain age, honey, dreams have to start becoming a reality or you have to get a new dream. And so it's like, where are you going with your new bride? And how long are you going to be at your best friend's parents' house? And how long have you been there? Yeah, you just moved, you moved there from Chicago to make some things happen. But you can't lead your wife if you have nowhere to lead her to. Like, where are you taking her to, honey? Um, they say that, they said that Dominique was really looking for someone with high EQ, like high emotional, you know, um, intelligence. But they don't talk a lot about her need for stability um, this, this pair, this couple is going to be really, really interesting. Um, he seems like he's not quite where a 33 year old ish man would typically be. So I just have so many questions. I, I got, I have questions. Right. <laughs> and it's just, again, so I know it's a show, but I also, I wish I could talk to the therapist and be like, okay, so now. <clears throat> why? What? Why? Because why did you think this would be a good match? Because I yeah. wonder if they, you know, on paper they're a good match. Whatever social data they have, they're like, oh, they should they should be able to figure it out. And so they just trust that these two people that they deem a great match will just figure it out. I, I just I don't. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I I could look up the the statistics on, um, and I know they're very low. But the statistics on people who do get married on these shows, how long do they last? Mm -hmm. um, and I know they're very, very, very low. So very low. Yeah. And that's because they're using their social science tech and their their IA. Um, I mean, their, their AI. 
excuse me, tech to help them pair these couples. And I just don't think it's reliable because a lot of that data is easy to manipulate or it may change based on how a person's feeling that day or in the moment. And so it's unreliable in a lot of cases. And so I guess we'll just we'll just find out. But I have very little confidence in McKinley and Dominique thus far. I guess we'll have to keep watching to see. I'm interested to see how um, compatible they are once they are married and together and what their relational dynamics look like. Because so far, I don't see where the two of them kind of meet each other's needs. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you think the, um, so I have one more question about them and then we'll give a kind of a prediction of where we think they will land. Do we think they'll stay married or get a divorce? Um, But before I ask that question, do you think the race... Uh, will be an issue. Um, because McKinley is from Chicago, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think the race. Okay. I don't think the race will be an issue. Um, I think if he was from like actually from Tennessee, from Nashville, I think it would be a little bit more interesting, yeah. you know, that dynamic. But I think he's from Chicago. And uh, you know, I think he'll do uh, just fine. Right. The population of black people in Chicago is probably much higher than much higher than or, Nashville. Right. And maybe it's not as segregated. I've never been to Nashville, mm-hmm. but I have been to Chicago. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I am. I would, if I had to make like an educated guess, believe that Nashville would be more segregated than um, Chicago. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder that because all, Dominique was raised by her mom, who is black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know her relationship with her dad. They haven't really talked about her dad yet. Again, we're only discussing episodes one and two. Um, so they haven't gotten there yet. So I am curious to see what her mom has to say. Yeah. Because Dominique is going to listen to her mom, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so let's have a lot of influence on what happens with them. That's her best friend. They talk three times a day. Good luck with that. (laughs) And listen, and I love my mama, and I go about two days without talking to my mom sometimes. (laughs) And not on purpose. It's just, I feel like I don't have to talk to her every day. Um, So, uh, okay, so let's make a prediction just from episodes one and two. uh, And we'll, we'll do this every time we talk. Yeah. Do we think at the end of it, when the when the the therapist sit down with them, Doctor Pepper and and uh, what's I always forget the black guy's name, but I do enjoy him. Um, when they ask, "Do you want to stay married or do you want to get a divorce?" Where do you see Dominique and McKinley heading? Yeah, I don't see them being long term. I don't okay. think they're going to be long term. Okay. The two okay. of them, and I think yeah. that mom is going to probably be a lot for yep. McKinley. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yep, I agree. All right. Okay. So now let's move on to Jasmine and Eris. Um, Jasmine is 32. Yes. And they named her, let's see, let me, because uh, I, I these titles. She's the sassy one. Yeah. She's the queen without a king. Queen without a king. Yeah. Yes. And Eris is the reformed and ready for love. So apparently Eris used to be an F boy, which his cousin is very concerned about that. Um, so overall thoughts. Thank God um, for the cousin. Mm, mm, okay. Okay. You know, I think, yeah, yeah, I think that the cousin is the person in his life that tells him the truths that he doesn't want to hear. Um, when I look at Eris, I don't think that Eris is reformed at all. 
Uh, he is the epitome of what I believe to be an opportunist. I think that he is looking to take his game to the next level, to the next dimension with this exposure, with this opportunity. I don't even think he's really going to be really excited about Jasmine um, in the way that she's probably expecting. Um, and I don't know. I just don't trust him. He still gives me player. He still gives me F boy, like all throughout the episode, even with the commentary, the joking, bye bye streets. And it's almost like there's a longing for the streets and nobody around him really seems to have that much confidence in him being able to now be a husband and just go from being, you know, player one day to husband the next. So no confidence at mm -hmm. all in this couple. I think probably before they even um, consummate the marriage that um, Jasmine is gonna find out that he still has a lot of unresolved issues and, and a lot of attachments to the streets. Yeah. I <laughs> so Eris, uh, Eris is, is, is 39. Uh, I think I forgot to mention that and she's uh, mm -hmm. 32. Mm -hmm. So, gosh, I don't know if this is gonna come out how I want it to. Let me try to. <laughs> so, I, I think you're definitely right on his cousin um i think she is the only one who is telling him like the truth of what she sees yeah and so it's it's confusing because it's like eris nobody is making you do this if you're not ready to leave the streets Don't why do are you getting married do you feel like oh i'm, I'm 40 so i'm supposed to i need to check a box like i, I don't understand but a part of me also is so with that said a part of me, every time his cousin talks to him, I'm like, dang, girl, relax. Just what is it that serious? And I, I just don't. I Okay, so I do believe going into marriage is a serious thing. But at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, as long as he doesn't kill her, hopefully they don't get pregnant. They'll be okay if they get a divorce. So I, I don't know. She just makes it to me seem like this is going to ruin his life. And this is the worst thing he could be doing. And and so I in that sense I feel bad for him because I'm like what he is trying to change I don't know I do have two minds watching him so I think there's for me a bit of confusion happening for me about what is what are we doing because Jasmine seems to really want this but for Eris I'd be like oh, maybe but then his cousin and then is it that serious He's, if he doesn't kill her it'll be fine. Um, does that make sense to you? Like I said, I don't know if it's coming out the way that I, I want. Yeah. No, I think it makes sense. I just think Cousin is the vault. I think she holds all his secrets. I think she knows the worst of the worst about him. I think she's the one who knows how low down and dirty he probably really gets. Because yeah. they're probably more like best friends or boys or whatever, more so than cousins. Mm -hmm. And she knows. And she's trying to keep him from getting in a situation that he shouldn't be in. And she's probably also considering the woman that is about to have to deal with this hot mess of a man. I just don't have any confidence there. Um, yeah. I have more confidence in McKinley and Dominique than I do in Eris yeah, and wow. Jasmine. Wow, that's um, very low then. Yeah, I feel like Eris and Jasmine is over. And I hate it for Jasmine because Jasmine seems to be really excited and really genuine. She seems like she's a really beautiful person inside and out. But I really do think she's about to marry a player. I do. I don't mm -hmm. think that that's, this man can spell monogamy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you spell it because you said you wanted it. So, <laughs> so I will say I wrote, I wrote this down. I just, I'm, I'm looking at my notes and I did 
write this down. So he he has professed that he's was raised by a single mom. Unfortunately, his dad died when he was young. And he said that he does have a lack of witnessing and experiencing of traditional relationships. He said this to his cousin. If Jasmine knew that going in, like if this was your homegirl and she knew that about Eris walking in, is would you tell her that's a red flag? Like what what would you say to her? What do you think about that comment? It's only a red flag if it's something that's contrary to what my friend would want for herself. I mean, of course, we know there are people who are okay with being in, um, you know, alternative lifestyles and situations. If my friend is okay with being with someone who is not looking for a monogamy and who is open to other things, then in that case, that's not a red flag. However, if you are a traditional woman, which Jasmine seems to be, with an expectation of a traditional monogamous monogamous marriage, then Eris does not appear to really be ready for that. It's like he's grieving the streets while he's in the process of becoming a husband. I think that there has to be a transitional period, uh, a release from the old and then an embracing of the new. And I don't see him. It's like he's, he's torn between two um, lifestyles that are so contradicting and so i don't know i just yeah. shake my head at this one and like, didn't oh. he say am i making this up if do you remember him because uh, you know the boys got together to meet each other whatever yes time. and i think they talked about when's who's the last person you slept with how long has it been and wasn't his like last week I think it was, yeah, a week or two weeks. Yeah, he was within that two-week time frame. And and I think someone, I can't remember, one of the guys was like, wow. I think it was Chris. He was like, wow, you know, yeah. two weeks. Did you even consider the other person? So, <sighs> yep. so that goes wrong with you. Yeah, so, and then I wonder, because her family is so close, and it seems like, you know, he does have his cousin and what have you, but he has professed, like, he just, this traditional relationship is not for him. So do you think that part of the um, friction with them will be the family dynamics? Because she's tight knit and yeah. I don't know about his. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I think that her family, as soon as they see him, they're going to know. Yeah. They're going to know who he is. They're going to know what he is. And that mama, especially that this, you know, her mom, um, you know, has has had a breast cancer crisis that she's had to overcome. And I just don't think that Jasmine's family is gonna be in a position to see her be hurt by heiress or anybody for that means. They give me old school, deep South protective family. You may come up missing, don't play with our people. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a Mississippi girl, so I know that look and that's yeah. what they give me. Wow. Very protective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I do know that Jasmine, bless her heart, you know, she she feels like she's been with too many men in these long relationships, long term relationships who didn't know what they wanted. And I don't know if Eris does. I think Eris is just like, I want to be on the show. Yeah, you know, I, I hope it's like I look at him like, well, I hope he's yay. I have hope for him. Yeah, <laughs> please be telling the truth because I think it's because I, just, <laughs> I, I see myself and I feel like I was Jasmine. Yeah, like, this is where you know I just I'm not gonna sign up for a show like this, but it's like, yes, exactly, girl. And so I want, I just she is my favorite. Yeah, I, she's deserving. She uh, is deserving. She mm -hmm. not to say that the other women aren't, but yeah. 
She's my favorite. I feel like she's the most well-rounded. She mm-hmm. is actually ready. She's here mm-hmm. for this. And so I think that's why I'm like, oh God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Work. Um, but I don't know. And then I think her having four dogs is gonna be a an issue for, <laughs> for, for Eris. And I feel bad for him in that sense. I have two, and that's a lot. So I'm like, four dogs. Oh my God, girl. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So is there anything we missed about Eris and Jasmine that you want to say? Yeah, no, I just, I'm like you. I really like Jasmine a whole lot. Um, I do think also she's probably my favorite as well. And she does mm-hmm. seem to be the most prepared of the three women that we're going to talk yeah. about today. Um, and I think she just has a, a beautiful like disposition. Like she seems to be a really great person. And that's just from the first two episodes. Um, mm-hmm. she, she seems to be the most sincere and the most yeah. genuine in her readiness to be a wife. And I think I'm a little bit heartbroken that they paired her with Eris. I'm, I'm actually disappointed. And I wish that they had paired her differently and um, maybe even have given her a Shaquille yeah. and not uh, an heiress because heiress does seem to primarily be lip service. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I do want to get into that because I remember you saying that, but first let's do our prediction. So yeah. in the first two episodes, <laughs> do we think Jasmine and heiress <laughs> will say they want to stay married or they will get a divorce? I think they're going to say that they're going to want to stay married okay. because I think that Eris is going to really milk this opportunity. And I think that Jasmine is going to be led by her genuine, very real desire to be a wife. Um, but do I think it'll be lasting beyond the show? Mm-hmm. No. Right. Mm-hmm. So when they do, cause I know they do like the, the, gosh, I don't know how many day, 30 or 60 day, where are they now? Yeah. <laughs> so like when they do the, where are they now? We're going to hear that they broke up. Yeah, definitely. Okay. okay. Yeah. So right now in the first two episodes, yeah, I'm 50, 50. I think, I definitely think Dominique and McKinley. No. <laughs> Eris, because for some reason I have this like hopeful, but again, <laughs> I think it's just coming from, Oh God, Jasmine, please, please. <laughs> so I'll say, I'll write down that I'm 50, 50 for now. So, okay. Let's get into uh, <laughs> Kirsten. Excuse me. Kirsten, not Kirsten. Kier- it's Kirsten, right? I think or- it's Kirsten. Kirsten. There we go. Kirsten. I yeah. Think yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, poor Shaq. <laughs> Kirsten and Shaquille. <laughs> so overall thoughts. <laughs> I am so sorry that I just cannot, cannot stop laughing. It's like. It's like I can't control myself today. I was oh, like, God. <laughs> it's like, you are a professional woman. Get it together. Um, oh man. You know what? This is I've, of all three of the relationships that we've discussed, this one has me the most emotionally torn. I really like Shaquille. Mm-hmm. I feel I, you know, I love that he's a man of faith, he's educated, he's well dressed. And he wants to be a husband and he's a community leader and a mentor. Like, hands down, this is what we want to see in our black men, right? Men of, a man of faith and just total package. I also think that he's a nice looking man. I think he's handsome, right? 
Um, he's not gonna give us Michael B. He's not giving us Michael B. But he he's right. nice looking, right? <laughs> and so I think that he has been paired with someone. Of course, Carson is gorgeous, beautiful, right, and ambitious, and has all these great qualities. But I think that her expectations are incredibly unrealistic. I don't think she's practical. I think that her expectations are just, I don't know. I think that she, rem mm, I don't want to go that far. I, I, I'm afraid for, for Shaquille. And I'm afraid for him because he seems to be so excited about her. He approached this in such a way, like, I prayed about it. I believe this is God. And like, he really went into this leaning on his faith. And he just seemed to be so excited about her. And her approach or her level of excitement about him did not meet matches. And then to hear her make the comments about how he looks and, oh, well, he makes up with it with this. And I'm just like, honey, I mean, you are beautiful, but yeah. there are women walking around this earth who men won't even know that you're in the room if you sit next to him. Yeah. So she's just so vain to me. It's the vanity that I can't get over it. Yeah. Get over. yeah. Because literally he seems to have everything as a good, good man. And mm -hmm. yet she makes so light of what is like the best parts of who he is. And she makes mention or makes a thing about how he looks and the fact that he has a bald head. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh. So, so much to unpack here. And I have so many questions. I, I just, okay. So they, they deemed her. So, uh, uh, cause I want to make sure I give the nicknames. They deem her miss great expectations. Mm -hmm. Unrealistic expectations. That's what they should have said. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Shaq, the devout workaholic. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, um, that I wrote down is, um, and by the way, she's 32 and, and mm -hmm. he's one of the things that I wrote down is they obviously got matched because of their faith, their working out and ambition. Mm -hmm. that was the only thing that I see and the fact that they're both black that they have in common. But outside of that, it is the vein for me that I just, and, and I, so I, I, I took a deep dive on Twitter to see what people were saying about these two in particular. And they did say she is the most beautiful girl that they have had in a while. Um, and they matched her, unfortunately, with Shaq, who is about to get his heart pulled out, thrown on the street, and have a tractor trailer roll over it. Because Shaq, I don't think he is masculine enough for her. I just, I, I, I see where he has probably been told that um, that may be an issue that arises. Um, do you see that? Like he, he just is not, uh, yeah, I guess the, the, my best definition or the way that I would explain it is just not masculine enough for her. And that's only one aspect. Uh, to me, he just gives consummate gentlemen. He just seems okay. to really be a truly Southern man. He is a, he's a gentleman. He yeah. is going to treat her like a lady. But as I stated in our one of our text exchanges, <laughs> she may need more of an heiress in her life. Someone has got to be able to handle, someone has to be able to ground her. She is yeah. not grounded. Her 
thinking is she gets what she needs somebody who can say, hey, you need to bring that in because you you tripping. And I, he doesn't seem to be that kind of man. So I can see that as far as the masculinity is concerned, because to me, he appears to be the kind of man who's not going to do anything to offend her or hurt her feelings. He's going to yeah. treat her like a delicate flower. And she's the flower is that baby. She's a rose, but she's more the thorns than she is the rose, honey. I mean, she has the look, but she is out. Yeah. 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 And that is evident what you just said about his character. Uh, well, first, let me say this. Me saying he's not masculine enough is definitely not a knock on him. Um, but that was the the Twitter conversation that was going on. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel the same way. Yeah. Or who she would want. Yes. An heiress would be more of a better match. Now, if he's for the streets, he's just not a good match for anybody who wants to be married. <laughs> but you're right, because what you said was evident in the the. So they didn't kiss on the on the wedding uh, uh, when they got married. Did you see and, the cousin's face when they didn't yeah. kiss? <laughs> yes, yes. But his comment where he said, "Oh, I respect that boundaries, exactly, it's boundaries." Oh my gosh! So he was like excited about that, like okay. And then she over here, like, well, he bald, and I don't know him, and da 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 da. And I'm just like, they're already thinking he's a year younger. He's a year and he's younger. So he already has two strikes against them. You already counting. She's already counting strikes on the wedding day. So what does that mean? So what, if he burns the toast next week, is it over? Like three strikes are on. Can live up to those perfectionist standards, those unrealistic expectations. I mean, it's only episode two and literally I'm totally over cursed and already I almost don't want to watch what Shaquille is about to go through with her. I wish I could just look away. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just fast forward those those parts because this is going to be the worst. Yeah, this is Mm going to be super painful. Um, Do you... So I already... So, okay. I'm trying to collect my <laughs> so she is pretty and she has gotten that her whole life and i see her as a, one of those pretty girls who feels like well because i look this way i just deserve everything i want and i better get it and i see that attitude going in to shack to to this marriage and then a part of her i see well first of all do you see do you see that as well Yes, I think she pretty girl privilege has gone to her head. And I there think she go, has a enormous sense of entitlement yeah. because of her beauty and because of her accomplishment. And it has caused her to be detached from what is realistic, from what is practical, from what is just n- normal. Like the baseline is just yeah, way high. Yeah, yeah. And then I see... Um, because she's on a show, she feels trapped and like, oh, I have to, you know, because I don't know if you're allowed to say no. I don't know. I, I I don't know the rules of being on this show. I just know you have like 90 days to decide if you want to stay married or not. But I see her in a situation where she is, well, because he's a nice guy, I got to try uh, to make this work. And then in the end, it's just not going to end well because yeah because you feel trapped and the belief of well i should like him because he's a good guy i guess that attitude 
I have been in that situation where I dated a guy who I was not attracted to, and it was after a very terrible relationship and I was not attracted to him, but I felt like, but I should give him a chance because he's so nice. <laughs> I'm girl, sorry. I'm just, I'm laughing. Cause I think we've all been girl. there. Some people are crazy enough to marry the people. Okay. They know they're not <laughs> no, they're not attracted. Right. So, and I'm just not somebody who believes that you can be in a healthy <laughs> relationship with somebody you're not attracted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, he's not ugly. He doesn't look like a frog. You know what I mean? But the fact that she pointed out his bald head and said that multiple times in the packet, like before she even met him, I just hope he's not bald. I hope he's not bald. I'm like, did you tell the the producers that? Cause he bald, honey. He's bald. He's good. He's like, he's been long bald, honey. Like didn't just have look yeah. like he's been bald for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the thing is that he's still nice looking. Like, yeah, he is bald, but he's a nice looking guy. And um, he has all the other qualities. I'm like, has this girl ever heard of the 80-20 rule ever in her life, right? You're, you are ambitious, but you appear to be a little bit uneducated because your expectations are not reasonable. And I, for, I just have not been able to get over it. I cannot get settled in my spirit about it because I'm like, you are so fortunate to have a man who checks all these boxes. But again, if you're not attracted to him, I think you are 100%, right? It's not going to work. It's very likely not going to work for someone who puts or places so much emphasis on looks. If the looks outweigh everything else that comes with the package, then you're right. It's it's not going to work because it's all about where you place your value. And for her, she places a lot of value apparently on appearances. She yeah. said she wanted the man to be well-dressed. He is clearly already very well-dressed, dapper villain, right? Okay. But the ball head and the being one year younger and whatever else commentary about how he looks. So and girl, she said that one year younger thing like he was 22. Yeah. I, you are, you guys are probably eight months apart. I don't understand. Like, So, so what? He was born in 91 and you were born in 1990. I don't understand. Um, so I didn't. I, I, that part is, is, is extremely annoying. And for me, I feel like in this situation, as I'm looking at it, two episodes in this to me would be settling for Shaquille because I she doesn't like him. I, I no. know you don't like him and we about to no. be dragged through the mud for 90 days watching y'all try to, tr you trying mm -hmm. to pretend you like him because he's a good guy. She doesn't yeah. like him. No, she doesn't. For me, this is settling for him and mm -hmm. honestly, an upgrade for her, um, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I yeah. just think, you know, there's, there's, there's different trains of thought about can you be too picky and what is settling when the way that Kirsten talks or Kirsten, whatever, I think she's too picky. I think she's <laughs> yes. too picky. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, and, and, and again, she is a beautiful woman. However, you know, there's literally a scripture that says that we shouldn't think more highly of ourselves than we ought. Ooh. Pride and comes before the fall. Mm. Literally, that's what she gives me. I just think she really should just kind of be a, a little grace, a little humility would go such a long way. I just wanted her to just, and I, this is, I'm not saying that people should lower their standards, but by all means, 
just be reasonable and just understand that none of us ever gets 100% of what we want. None of us. There has to be none some principles and Kirsten just presents in a way that says, I have no negotiables. Mm -hmm. I'm as good as it gets. And so I should have everything that I want and I'm not willing to accept anything less. And asking me to do so is ludicrous. Yeah. And you're right. I think that Shaquille would be settling to be with her. And he is the upgrade. Because let me tell you something about these 2023 men, honey. That attitude that she has is the reason why no one has proposed to her. Yes, you have all these things. You are gorgeous yep. and yep. ambitious and, and a woman of faith. But that stinking thinking is the reason that nobody wants to spend every day with you or wake up to that every day. This is why you're here, honey, because you can't do your looks weren't enough to get you the ring. And so I don't know. I just feel bad for him. And I think he should be the one to walk away. To walk away. Yeah. And um, and this I, I, I uh, sent you this via text. But I truly now at this big age um, understand when healthy like married women say we gotta get rid of this fantasy that we believe we're supposed mm -hmm. to be in when we're married mm -hmm. and that's what she wants is this fantasy yeah. um, that doesn't exist it's because we grew up on disney and we're watching all these shows and we just expect men to bow at our feet and i want flowers every day and i want the big um apology you know i chase you uh, before you get on your flight and I love you so much and have all these big, huge mm -hmm. things to say to you and profess my love. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she only wants that, but she is not going to give that. Yeah. Yeah. And just I, to be catered to. Yeah. Just to be catered to. And we mm -hmm. have such an attitude about catering to our men and giving them that too. They deserve as well because you're so right. These 2023 20, men in their 30s and 40s, they are not going for women. Nobody's dealing with that. Uh, no, no man no. is gonna wife that why would they Who why why i wouldn't even want to be your friend she don't seem fun it's all about her ma'am there are other people in this world other people i promise you absolutely yeah so this fantasy that you want i just feel like your list of what you want or what have you he is a good man and you should not yeah. be crossing him off because he is bald yeah <laughs> but also i guess if that is what it is then again Shaq needs to walk away yeah well you know what the best thing that can come out of this is for Shaq to get the kind of exposure that will bring him a a well-qualified more compatible mate um who will reciprocate who wants what he wants and who will reciprocate as far as you know the gentleness the kindness the love you know those actual tenets uh, of the faith <laughs> you know they're not proud they're not lifted up they're not self-centered. And so that's what I hope for him. Um, I'm wondering if there's someone in uh, Kirsten's life who can speak into her life to help her be more grounded. Like if there's an older woman or a married woman or a man or anybody, who cares? Somebody who can say to her, listen, baby, listen, baby, right? Like the person that my grandmother is, right? So it's like, listen, uh, hold on, baby. Let me tell you something now. She needs a granny, uh, one of them, let me tell you something now moments to ground her. If she doesn't have anyone in her life to help her with that, then this is just, this is a bust. It's already over. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, is there anything else you wanna say about uh, these two before we end our conversation? Yeah. You, yeah. you know, I think in their initial introductions, they look like the epitome of black love to me. Oh. But once we got to know who she was, 
we, I mean, it was easy. It was easy to see and to learn that, you know, this is not it. And I think it became clear. And I know that some of these things sound harsh and very judgmental, they're not, but it is easy to, to, to see why no one has, like why men are not busting down her door to make her their wife. Um, yes. This is proof that beauty is just not enough. It can only take you so far. Beauty and ambition can only take you so far. It's really about who you are as a human being. And 100%. And I bet you that ether up inside, like I am this pretty and I am not married. Married. I, I feel that is bubbling inside of her. Yeah. Um, okay, so prediction. <laughs> At the yeah. end of it. When the therapist asks, are you going to stay married or get a divorce? What do you think they're going to do? Um, I think that they're going to try to push it. I think that Shaquille's going to try to force it to work because of his faith. Mm. I think he's going to try to force it to work because she doesn't like to fail. I think his faith and her ambition is going to keep them in it. And they're going to be miserable for as long as they can take it. And then it'll be over. I am hoping that Shaquille... Shaq will walk away from her. <laughs> I, I hope that at the end of it, he says, you know what? I deserve better because he does. And, and from the first two episodes, maybe she has, like you said, somebody to sit her down and be like, listen, you about to miss your blessing. Um, so you better get together. And maybe she'll have a change of, uh, of, of, she'll get more grace and humility and stuff like that. But if that doesn't happen, I really hope that he's the one to say, I deserve better. I hope he doesn't put her on this pedestal of, well, she is so beautiful. And so I need to try to keep her. No, I want him to walk away. And I hope that he, if she continues to act that way, I hope that he does that for himself. So wow. one can yeah. only hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So did we miss anything? Um, anything we could need to touch on before we wrap it up? Yeah, no, you know what? I feel like we touched on everything. I think we'll continue to watch in hopes that we're wrong about these couples um, and that they'll surprise us, like pleasantly surprise us. I mean, they are working with some of the top clinicians in the world. And so mm -hmm. maybe what they'll do is they'll do the work as they go through this process of now learning to be husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And perhaps some of these issues that we've pointed out, they'll be able to resolve in their marital, uh, within the confines of their marital uh, uh, whatever institutions. And so right. we'll see right. what happens, but right. Right. yeah. And I hope all the black couples, let me see, what is his name? Um, therapist on Mavs. Um, the pastor. Yeah. What is his name? I hope they have all of the black couples have her. And I thought that Devon Franklin was on, but I think he was on maybe last season and not this yeah, season. Okay. But I, I may be confused on that. Because uh, I was hoping to watch him because I didn't watch last season. And I do really still respect and love Devon Franklin. But um, gosh, I can't find his name quick enough. But I really hope because what I've seen in the past with him is he tells them the truth. And mm -hmm. if he needs to sit Kirsten down and Eris down, I want him to do that. <laughs> so like, listen. Um, okay. Well, thank you for having this uh, conversation with me, Dr. T. Yeah. Um, we will have you back probably for episodes uh, five and six. Um, okay. And I'll, I'll most likely do episodes three and four with Cameo. But again, thank you so much for being yeah. on this episode. Absolutely. Thank you. I enjoyed this. 
Thank you for listening to Single You, the podcast. Did you learn something? Was it a positive experience from you? Did it make you think in a different way? I want to know that. So can you do me a favor? Can you leave me a review? I know that on Apple Podcasts, you can definitely leave a comment and a five-star review. I think you can on Spotify, but I'm not sure about the other platforms. But on Apple Podcasts, it's simple. All you got to do is say, Rika, I learned something or I loved it when you said X, Y, and Z. Or you could say, your guest said X, Y, and Z, and I loved it. You hit submit, five star review boom then i get the review i see it and it helps me play the algorithm game okay the more comments and reviews that i get the more that these platforms push my podcast up for more women like you to listen to this podcast you can go a step further and you can even share this podcast with a friend if you're like yo my friend would love this episode or would learn from this episode it would be positive for her can you share it please all right i'm gonna end on a question a very good question that I got. And I want to read that question and then share my answer um, that I sent to her with you. So here's the question. Just how in general do you know what kind of anything Jesus wants for you, whether it be for love, sex, men, etc.? How do you know? And here's my answer. Number one is to know Jesus is to know how he speaks. And the only way to know how he speaks is by reading the Bible with the intention of wanting to make God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, your best friend. So a lot of people think Beyonce is their best friend, but you've never had a conversation with her. So she is actually not your best friend. Your best friend, you spend time with that person. So you're going to have to spend time with Jesus. And what I mean by that is by reading your word and actually going a step further and reading books about about the word, the word equaling the Bible, I'm reading books about Jesus so you can understand the character of Jesus. Here's what I'll say about the Bible. It's not a rule book and it's not a history book, but it is a book of principles, right? And there are two things that I, like two of my favorite scriptures. One being that the thief, being the devil, came to still kill and destroy, but Jesus came to bring us light. So I'm trying to stay in the light. I don't want to be destroyed. I don't want to be killed. I don't want to be none of that, right? I'm trying to stay in the light. And how do I do that is by understanding how God speaks. And the only way you can understand that is by reading your Bible. And then, and only then, will you know what God is saying, what he wants for your life, what Jesus or the Holy Spirit, whatever you're calling him, wants for your life by cultivating that relationship. And I hope you start today.